This is mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. You are listening to audio drama in a darker shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. Darker Projects presents Tales from the Museum, a miniseries written by Charles Russell, starring Perry Whittle as Keith Nash. The staff of the Regional Museum is a varied one. They're the usual tour guides, greeters, and ticket sellers. And of course, the gift shop folks, usually college kids on break, hawking educational toys for slightly inflated prices. But those are the public face of the museum. It's folks like me who work the back end of the whole process. Nobody knows about a special services coordinator like myself, or the researchers like Dr. Mancuso or Dr. Stein. And yet we're the folks who plan and design all of the exhibits and programs that take place in the museum. We lurk in the background, making our presence felt, but never really being seen by the visitors of the museum. They say the museum is haunted. Sometimes I feel like I'm one of the ghosts. Oh, hey guys. We're heading to Lung Fats for Chinese. You want in? Absolutely. Just let me finish milking Jennifer here. Ew. What is that? Watermoccasin. Named her after my ex-wife. <laughs> There's a striking resemblance. <laughs> there you go, sweetie. Now, back in your box. What do you do with a pitcher of moccasin venom? Most of it goes to making anti-venom. Some of it ends up at various research labs. 
Good thing Jennifer there is pretty terrific with her venom. Just like my ex. <laughs> I'll, I'll lock you up and we can book. Excuse, please. I am looking for Professor Stein. You found him. Good. My identification, mein Herr. My name is Jürgen Werner. I am a legal attaché with Interpol. I believe you know why I'm here, yeah? Yeah. The old man finally died? Yeah, last week. We have kept it out of the media. Do you still have the parcel, Herr Professor? It's a Friday. I won't be able to pick it up until early Monday morning. Would that be agreeable? I would prefer to leave with it tonight. However, I will contact my supervisors and inform them. I can be reached at the airport hotel, suite 103. Is there something you want to tell us? Not really, but I guess there's no way out of it. Employee lounge. Employee speaking. Casey, what are you doing right now? Nothing much. No. Wait. I'm filing. Good. Get on your computer. I want information on a Jürgen Werner. He's supposed to be a legal attaché for Interpol. His ID number was... 37263G. You might want to check some other diplomatic websites. Got it. I need to know if he's legit. Get a picture if you can. Then meet us at Lungfats. Right. Hey, boss. Uh, I like the sesame chicken with extra MSG. Why do I have the feeling that this is going to be a great story? You have no idea. Where's my sesame chicken? Right here. Pull up a chair and enlighten us. Right. These are pictures of one Jürgen Werner, Interpol Legal Affairs. I pulled them off the web. That him? That's him. He's legit. Good. Now it's story time. You three are the only people I really trust around here. I guess I'll start with a question. What do you guys know about me? I mean, what do you know about me outside of work relationship? Not a whole lot. You study snakes and other creepy crawlies. You've been on the staff at the museum for nearly 12 years. You're on a first-name basis with every waitress at Hooters? You keep a loaded Soviet-made Tokarev pistol in your filing cabinet. Oh yeah, and there's an Interpol fugitive warrant on your head. You being an ex-cop who still has a few connections, did you ever check on the status of said warrant? Of course I did. You're wanted for questioning by Interpol, the Sûreté in France, and MI5 in England. Something about a smuggling operation? <laughs> smuggling. <laughs> That's like calling a Ferrari Tuscarossa a car. Like calling an F-16 a plane. Like calling Raquel Welch a girl. Understatement? Oh yeah. It's about something that happened to me back in the 70s. West Germany, when I got out of the army. You were in the army? The U.S. Army? I haven't always had this beer gut, boy. Anyway, I was knocking around the good old Western Black York. I hooked up with some people I knew who dabbled in the black market. They didn't deal with anything big. American cigarettes, bootleg electronics mostly. This was about the time I started studying snakes. 
One day, these guys called me up and asked me if I wanted to go to a Walpurgis party. Walpurgis? Isn't that like a European Halloween? Kind of. But believe me, there were no kids around saying trick or treat at the shindig. Anyway, my buddies picked me up and we drive out into the country. We get out of the car and hike away to this big clearing in the forest. There was a huge bonfire and lots of people dancing around, stoned out of their minds. It was a lot like Southern California in 67. How old are you? Youthful good looks running my family. About midnight, these people show up. Three of them, freaking looking. The music stops, the dancing stops, and everybody gets quiet. These new guys, they were wearing long, silky robes. The lead one, he was the oldest. He was wearing a gold swatsuka on a chain around his neck. I recognized him, Kurt Lupod. He was a local political figure. Didn't he run for chancellor a few years ago? He was something of a fascist. He's a lot of fascists. Lupod was an old school Nazi from way back. Anyway, the locals kind of clustered around him and started talking in English. Welcome. Welcome, each of you. Welcome to the most important night in human history. Welcome to the night, this Walpurgis night, where the world will change forever. This is the night when history will be set right. This night is a night of celestial importance and a night of destiny. The time of destiny of those who fell and await their chance to return. Tonight, Reich will rise again. Say what? It gets better. Tonight, we will begin the ritual, a sacred ritual. This fire, this holy fire, will be the beacon for those we wish to summon back to our plane. Some of you will be the chosen. Others will be chosen to serve. Your destinies will be forever intertwined as we once again rise up and take our place among the nations. By now, I knew something wasn't right. I had taken upon myself to fade back into the woods. I may have been stoned, but I still had a strong survival instinct. Problem was, those freaks were everywhere. I couldn't get out of there. Then this woman appeared near the fire. She's dressed in a robe, like the rest of them. Pretty thing. She's carrying a box that was about the size of a lady's shoes box. She walks up to Blupad, kneels, and opens the box. Many years ago, on a night like this, our forebears gathered in this very place and consecrated it. On this place, the Reich and the Führer were forged. Tonight, we will begin anew. Bluebod opens the box. He takes out an amulet on a heavy gold chain. He puts that around his neck. Then he takes out a scroll that he holds high above his head. You will begin your task soon. I proclaim you as worthy and ready. Hire! Lupad walks away then. The locusts have clustered in a group. The others, I guess they were guests like me, were just sort of milling around. Me, I was still in the woods, trying to stay hidden. But still watching, right? Yeah, still watching. Then I decided now would be a good time to get away. I creep back into the woods. Lucky me, I see where the cars are parked. I started running towards them, and I literally ran into the girl. After flat! Didn't know I did it, but I grabbed that box and started running. I think I ran all the way back to my flat in Humber. The next day was all over the news. A bunch of people had been stabbed at that while Bugis party. Eighteen people were dead. What did you do? I packed up the box and went to the American Embassy. I told them what happened. There were some spooks there that were very interested. They were saying things like witness protection. Then what? They were saying things like international incident and plausible deniability. I didn't like the sound of it. So when they weren't looking, I ran again, made my way back to the States. 
That warrant was a CIA M15 Suet Mossad method of keeping track of me. Wow. That's my story. So, what do I do? We give our Interpol buddy the box. It disappears, he disappears, and the warrant disappears. We know the guy's legit, so no problem. Sounds good to me. Me too. Pass the soy sauce. All right, that's settled. Just uh, out of curiosity, where is it? Safest place in the world. Jennifer has it. It's in the museum? The snake? It's buried in Jennifer's terrarium. I'm not going in after it. Either way, let's eat, then we'll call our foreign friend and get it over with. Uh, Nash, I really do hate to bring this up, but do either of you know what today is? Thursday, April 30th. Why? Oh, no, it's not. I told you I hated to say it. It's Valpurgis. Why have I suddenly lost my appetite? Here's the box. Want to take a look? Not really. Let's make the call. Good evening, Airport Hotel. How may I direct your call? Jürgen Werner's room, please. Are you with the police? What? Hogan? Robbery homicide Hogan? Sarge! Sergeant Nash! Not that I'm not happy to hear from you, but why are you calling my crime scene? Crime scene? I'm trying to reach a Jürgen Werner. The late Mr. Warner is in no condition to take a call right now. Someone filleted him real good. Who was he? A legal attaché with Interpol. Crap! That will mean diplomatic interest, right? Unfortunately. Crap. So who was he to you? He was here at the museum earlier today. Any chance you can come by and we can have a talk? I'm here with the CSI guys now. It'll be a couple of hours. So, you still got that cushy job out at the museum? Must be nice. (laughs) It's a lot of things, brother, but it ain't cush. I'll leave word with security to let you in. We have a problem. Our man Werner was killed at his hotel. They're here. They followed him. Now they know where I am. Just how serious are these guys? Are they like Argus and his bunch? These guys make Argus and his snake cult look like campfire girls. Nash, they'll kill me to get that box. That's not reassuring. Security. It's Nash. What's the security status right now? Everybody's checked out but you guys. Good. Let me know when you lock down. I thought you were dead. Sorry to disappoint Herr Professor. We are here to collect our belongings. We? We have known the whereabouts of Herr Professor for some time now. We have been waiting for just the right time. Should we bother calling security? You are talking to us. Ah, we've been infiltrated. How long have you guys been working on this? Eight months. Imagine my surprise when I discovered that the museum closed early on Thursday, the day of Walpurgis. So very convenient. So happy to be of service. Now, if you will be as kind as to return what was stolen, we'll be on our way. You want it? Come and get it. 
Now, Casey. We're rolling. Really? Yes, but not for us. Tonight is Valpurgis, the night when the great bonfire is lit on Brocken Mountain. Fires in honor of Sant Valpurgia, and to keep the evil spirits at bay. It is quite the event to see. It was a pretty good party. But tonight, there will be a greater bonfire. A bonfire set to guide the spirits here to this place. Pure Aryan spirits. Just... How crazy is he? He's crazy enough to touch the museum. He would make one fine pyre. Correct, Professor. Be it known, I have no desire to kill either of you. But as you said, this fine building will make a magnificent pyre. Unless... Unless... Unless the good Professor returns what he has stolen from us. Do you happen to have it with you, perchance? Yeah, I got it. Boss, one of them hacked us. They just turned off the fire alarms and sprinklers. Blutbud, are you serious? You'd burn down the museum? We have our escape route already planned. Does he know that this place is haunted? I have heard the stories, Dr. Mancuso. Perhaps the spirits here would care to assist ours, eh? Anyone got any ideas? We have to give it to them. I don't want to be responsible for your deaths. An excellent choice, Herr Doctor. Quiet, you. I'll go with you. Thanks. Great hallways the next door. You're going to try to stop them, aren't you? Yeah, I have my reasons. Like? Like both of my grandfathers fighting in World War II. One was infantry, one a paratrooper. My family's Jewish, so how do you think we should play this? Same as always, by ear. Casey, Helene, you still there? We're here. Casey hacked into the CCTV system. We can see the two of you. Great. How about our friends in the Great Hall? Just static. They must have disabled the cameras. Great. Right. Well, here we go. Ah, Professor Stein, Mr. Nash, so good of you to join us. Did you bring it? Right here, freak. Should I shoot him? No. Put it on this table, Professor. Let me see my stolen possessions at long last. Counting Bluebod, there are three of them. Is it getting chilly in here to you? Uh-huh. Hey, look at the air conditioning vents. There's some kind of mist coming out. I see it, but the bad guys don't seem to have noticed. Boss, there's something happening in there. The temperature is dropping and the AC is not on. There's also a mist coming out of the vents. The bad guys don't seem to be noticing it. You think they heard that? I don't think so. I think we need to get out of here now. Me too. Let's start backing towards the door. Ah, the amulet. It is authentic. And now it is back upon me where it belongs. Now we... Stop them! Run! Sir, that drumming. This mist. Quick, slam the door. Hold it. Casey. Helene. Do you read? I've got static on my earpiece. Nash! 
What's happening? I think the museum is doing something. You want to take a look? Not really. You first. The hall's empty. There's no one in here. Take a look over there. Lying on the floor. It's Blue Pod. There's the box next to him. Stein, there's something moving. It's Jennifer. How did... I don't... Look at his neck there. It's a snake bite. Hang on, sweetie. Let me get a hold of you. Nash, the box is empty. Sarge? Sergeant Nash, you here? In here, Hogan. Sorry it took so long to get here. Is that a dead guy? Yeah, he tried to steal something valuable from Professor Stein's lab. Looks like it got him. What did he steal? Jesus, Nash, a snake? You're right. This job is anything but cushy. As usual, the cops had no idea what to make of the situation here at the museum. Some of them are kind of aware that the goings-on here are not exactly your everyday events. But in the end, the coroner took the body away, and the press didn't even get wind of the fact that two people died. Hogan was happy I wasn't hurt. I definitely saw the logic in that. And Dr. Stein? Well, he was finally free. All in all, as catastrophic days go, this one was fairly all right. You're not milking Jennifer today? Nah. In recognition of her service to the greater good, I've given her the week off. She's been through a lot. You are such a good boss. <laughs> I know. That's a heavy burden. Listen, there's something I wanted to ask you. Yesterday, at Lung Fats, you said that Helene, Casey, and me were the only people here you trusted. Is that true? Because... Nash, I've always played my cards close to the chest. I've never been the trusting type. I have excellent working relationship with people, but few personal ones. Helen, she's gorgeous, and has a hemi engine for a brain. She's the most intelligent person I've ever met, and she's fun to hang out with. Casey, well, he's just Casey. You gotta love the guy. Just don't eat any of these Vienna sausage casseroles. Then there's you. Me? You came into this place as an unknown. You were cynical, battle-scarred ex-cop. You should have gotten fed up with this place and moved on months ago. But you stayed. You stayed despite all the craziness here. By the way, we all think the world of you. What can I say? It's not boring here. <laughs> oh, that's the truth. Tell you what, why do I lock up? There's a jazz band playing at Harpo's. We can swing by Helen's office and see if she'd like to go. Sounds good to me. And after I've knocked back a few, maybe I'll tell you why Defender Al's kicked me out of Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. You've probably heard the ancient Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. I don't personally believe it's a Chinese saying. I think the folks at Bartlett's needed to make up a few quotations to fill their book. But in any case, it seems someone graced me with that particular whammy. Like I said to Dr. Stein, daily life here at the museum is anything but boring. I wonder, by the time I'm as old as Stein, will I have as many tales to tell as he does? 
I'm already quite the storyteller at parties. You've been listening to Tales from the Museum, Episode 7, The Amulet and the Scroll. Featured in our cast were Perry Whittle as Keith Nash, Amanda Fitzwater as Helene Mancuso, Alistair Stewart as Casey, Captain John Tattersack as Dr. Stein, Chip Joel as Security Guard, David Alexander McDonald as the Computer Voice, David Alt as Jurgen Werner, Chris Williams as Kurt Blutbad, M.S. Garcia as Hotel Clerk, and Jules Ismail as Detective Hogan. This series is produced by Ellie Hirschman, post-production by M.J. Cockburn, original music composed by Joey Stuckey and Kevin McLeod. The executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. To get your genuine Walpurgis amulet, Send in five UPCs from specially marked boxes of Tales from the Museum cereal, plus two ninety-five shipping and handling while supplies last. Please allow four to six weeks for delivery. Not available in Canada, Puerto Rico, or east of the Mississippi River. You're listening to Tuesday Terrors on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is our weekly anthology for science fiction and fantasy as Lothar Tuppen brings you Wednesday Wonders. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of amazing audio or find the Wednesday Wonders feed in your favorite podcast player. And thank you for listening, everybody. This is the Mutual Audio Network where we listen and imagine together.